Logan hasn't seen. It's technically not the end of our T-movie series, but it is the end. It's a weird half-ending that we have on Morgan Hasn't Seen, which ends the series uh, of, of four teen movies that we've been watching uh, lately. Getting ready for our bonus episode next week, which is on not another teen movie but hello i am morgan i haven't seen things janine is back as always hey janine hello morgan have you enjoyed forcing me watch to watch uh, teen movies i have enjoyed it these are movies that like culminated my junior high and high school years and so there was some nice uh, fun nostalgia there with the music and the soundtracks and these specific actors who show up in everything in in this time oh yeah yeah um this is a nice <laughs> i like how there's just a pool of actors and each team movie just picked like five at random yeah it was just like okay we'll have those today and it's just dotted about there's like the top tier of, i'd like <laughs> to go through that actually five tiers of whether it was popularity of actors or success or I mean, availability on the, top, <laughs> on the top you know you've got your your sarah michelle gellers and your james van der beeks and your freddie prince juniors and your and paul like, walkers apparently and your paul he walkers apparently yeah sure <laughs> and then right at the bottom you've got like the shermanator <laughs> the shermanator who is in everything he just barely says anything yeah exactly they're all in they're all in all of these movies in uh, at least in spirit but yes we have not another teen movie next week are you looking forward to that i am i'm excited for you to see the culmination of all these references that you've recently seen among other references from 80s films and other yeah. teen movies that you may that have of course seen. i have actually seen yes <laughs> yeah uh today be fun what is the movie that you forced me to watch this week today for the last movie in the teen movie series before the bonus film we watched She's All That. Yay. Heavily, a... heavily referenced in Not Another Teen Movie. What a striking difference <laughs> from last week's movie. Yes, very different from uh, Cruel Intentions. I think this is kind of the most teen movie-ish of all the movies we've watched. It is. It is. And it was great. I loved it. It was perfect. It was exactly... It was exactly almost... You know, when we started teen movies, when you said, I'm going to make you watch teen movies, I thought, oh, it'll just be four versions of this movie. Um, yeah. And that's a good thing. <laughs> you know? I like movies like this. They're so fun and easy and just nice. They're what teen movies should be there's got everything in there that you want to be in there yes we've had 
a variety of movies in this series. Okay, we've had. But do you appreciate the spectrum that I've given you of films, and not just I the mean, same sure. four type of movie? Over I mean, sure. I I appreciate this the the spectrum of teen movies. It just so happens that, well, it's like with anything. When you have in your mind, this is what this should be. And then it comes to be, it's just nice and satisfying. To get what you were kind of expecting. To get what, what, yeah. (laughs) Which didn't really happen with any of the other three movies. (laughs) No, it didn't, but I ended up really loving Varsity Blues anyway. So that's a bonus. Um, But yeah, she's all that was, she's all that was great. It is typical. Yes. But it's uh, it's exactly what I was looking for, and I could not ask any more of it. And she's just great. What, uh, in terms of she's all that, then, because I like knowing this, is this, is this a top-tier teen movie for Janine? Definitely top-tier. Definitely top-tier. What but... makes it that? <laughs> Because of all the things you mentioned, like you, it gives you what you want from a teen movie. It has the, you know, the uh, opposites attract kind of romance. It has the parties. It has a makeover. It has all the music that, you know, was like the music of my generation. The soundtrack has all these crossover actors. Like, yeah, it has the, uh, uh, popular girls it has like you know the clicks yeah. the high school prom. high school is so high important school, it has prom it has all the things all the high stuff school is so things. important in teen movies that's why cruel intentions did not feel anything like a teen movie no, there was no high school were, involved no all the others had high school involved high school is very very uh is needed in a good, respectable teen movie, not a uh, weird, still well-made, but strange, mature <laughs> teen movie that Cruel Intentions yeah. was. <laughs> that was, yeah. You know, I have my thoughts on Cruel Intentions. Go and listen to the goddamn Cruel Intentions <laughs> episode if you want to hear those. That's not what we're here for today. No, we're here to talk about fun. That's why I saved this one for last. We are here. Yeah, exactly. Had a feeling you would have fun with this one. And uh, you clearly know me very, very well because I do. I think I do. I think we I can do. also talk about Freddie Prince. Yes, Freddie Prince Jr. is in this movie. Yes. He how did is. you think? How? What were your thoughts on Freddie Prince Jr.? I've always, I've always liked Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Whenever I've seen him, he, yeah, I have no possible sort of distaste for Freddie Prince Jr. Apart from the fact that he's got those sideburns that everybody had in this <laughs> time in history yeah. that just, for some reason, come halfway down your cheek. It just looks terrible. In terms of the way hair should look. That was the look. I mean, if you're going to do it, have sideburns that come down right to your chin and do it properly. Oh, that was the look. I know it was. I'm just saying it looks poor. But 
He's in this. He's a. Uh, I feel like he's playing a very Freddie Prince Jr. role. Yeah. In the sense that he is kind of, he's the hot shot guy, but he's not like an idiot. He's not no, a big, dumb, popular guy. He's super smart. Like, his biggest problem is trying to figure out what Ivy League college to go to. <laughs> yeah, because he's been accepted into them all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But he is still, of course, you know, the biggest, uh, most popular boy in school, if you want to call it that. <laughs> Student Which body he is. president. Who looks at his own picture and then turns around is making the same face that's in the picture. (laughs) (laughs) And that's very funny because I only know that from the spoof version that we will see in Not Another Tea Movie with Chris Evans. Yes. (laughs) So that was very funny. Uh, Who who is it who plays Lainey? Her name is... um... Oh my gosh. Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel, Rachel Lee Cook is her name. Okay, so she was really good as well. Yes. I actually really liked her. I'm surprised she, she hasn't done more stuff. Like. Yeah, I haven't. I would be surprised if I had seen her in anywhere. And I certainly don't remember her, if I have. Um, but she was really good, and I thought them, I thought the two of them, worked really well together. And there was a nice build. It wasn't like a rushed romance no, at all. It was no, kind of no. it was a very they gave them lots of moments of connecting and getting to know each other before anything even happened physically. Yeah. So I really liked that. And I must say, this movie has kind of become iconic as a prime example of the whole geek to chic um concept and trope yes but people don't really listen and they kind of just like take the plot down to the basic of oh yeah this girl she's ugly because she has glasses and like paint covered overalls and that's what's making her ugly so that's why he doesn't like want to have to like choose her for the bet But if you listen to what he says, he's saying he doesn't want to choose her for the bet. And he's like saying it's going to be difficult because she's scary and inaccessible. So she's just the type of person who could see through his bullshit, who is just very hard to interact with because she's so kind of socially awkward and very weird around people that it would be difficult personality wise to even try to change someone like her. So that's why he chooses her. And that's why he's so afraid and against choosing her, not because she has glasses and paint covered overalls and she's like nerdy looking, but really like pretty and the the glasses make her ugly. So that's what people kind of take away from this movie, but they don't actually listen to why he, is against choosing her because it's a personality thing. Like he can see her as somebody who's will see through his bullshit and not really fall for what he's trying to do, which is true, which kind of happens. Like she pretty much sees through his bullshit kind of right away. So that's something I always kind of want to tell people because they (laughs) just kind of write it off as, Oh wow. This girl is just so ugly and terrible because she has glasses. (laughs) No, that's not it at all. 
Listen. Not once in this movie is the word ugly mentioned. No, even when she gets her makeover, like the sister says, the new and not improved or not. No, it's it's different. She uses different. Yeah, Yeah, she says new, not improved, but different Lady Boggs. Exactly. And that's made a big point of usually you think of that whole trope, right? You think of what anybody ever knows about that whole, like you say, geek to chic trope. Right? Yeah. It is always like, new and improved, ugly to pretty. You know, she was a nerd, now she's a prom queen, stuff like that. Right? Yeah. So it's always it's always that, and it's always made a big deal of that this girl used to be just this horrible to look at person. Not in this movie. And this movie no. may have started this trope. Not started it, may have popularized this trope. Yeah. In in but, the teen movie genre. But I think it gets misconstrued because I feel like the movie actually makes an effort to make it not about looks so much. Absolutely as it does. Her just being somebody who's too smart for her own good to really open up to new things. And that's why he finds it difficult to have to try to transform her into prom queen not because she's ugly or because she's a nerd or whatever but it's just because she's so very socially awkward and she's like a little too smart for her own good personality wise that it's going to be hard for him to kind of break through her kind of tough like why are you talking to me kind of i'm too smart exterior you know because most of the movie you hear her spouting off all this stuff about like society and pollution of the ocean and like she can't really like <laughs> let herself be you know have yeah. fun with things because as soon she's as they get of... as soon as they get to the beach it's all about yeah water I saw pollution this report and... on the news about pollution and like <laughs> dude I'm, we're trying to have fun like why are you talking about pollution just relax so that's the whole reason like he's She's just very socially awkward and hard to break through. And that's why he didn't, he doesn't want to choose her, not because yeah. of how she looks. And they make a point to bring up like that type of thing throughout the movie. But people don't really see that. They just assume like the base idea of geek to chic. And it's wrong. It is wrong. wrong. God damn it. Janine, this is another bet movie. It is. Uh, what is it with bet movies? I don't know. What? It's a bet. It's a bet. It's a fucking bet. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was going to do it. You I mean, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I mean, probably. Am I a bet? Am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? Yeah, it's very dramatic. <laughs> it's a very, very good acting there from... from Rachel Lee Cook. Janine. No, from from you, from from you. Oh, well, thank you. Not not oh. from not from Rachel Lee Cook. Although yes, from <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, what is it with everybody making bets on people's well beings and emotional? I don't know situations. That needs to stop. That's damaging. <laughs> it is. As you don't we see, see that. You don't see that anymore in 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 a in a in, a, in today's teen movies you don't see no bets no be terrible but 
high school kids are bored and they didn't have fancy cell phones high school, to play with. High school, <laughs> so well, that's... They, they had to entertain themselves. They had limited technology. <laughs> they had a Sega. They had Sega. Oh, they had Sega! <laughs> they very, very, very noticeably had Sega. Yeah. Um, which is perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with Sega. But I love how that one scene just makes a whole big, yeah, let's go, yeah, Sega, yeah, yeah. Is there, like, very obvious product placement going yeah. on here? Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, let's go play. Let's go play Sega. But, uh, you know, moving on from that, there's also, like, everybody in this movie... Yeah, literally Sarah everybody. Michelle Geller shows up. So Michelle Geller is in it for like three up. seconds. Little Kim's in this movie. Uh, Gabrielle, Gabrielle Union yet again is in this movie. And goddamn Paul Walker. <laughs> yes, beefy, really beefy, buff, meaty Paul Walker. I like. Yeah, this was like three years before Fast and Furious, where you see him and he's kind of tall and lean. Yeah, because I think what it was two thousand one. Two thousand one was Fast and Furious. This was nineteen So yeah, he was. I don't know how he leaned up in the two years' time, but he was yeah. way beefy and thick in this movie. He's weird. disturbingly <laughs> huge. Yes, he's very meaty and beefy. And he's also playing like a a bad kind of guy. A terrible I guy. didn't like that. I didn't like that because I mean, fa- um. We watched the Fast and Furious movies. He was nice, yeah. you know, Brian. Brian. Um, and Brian. then we saw him as Lance Harbour in Varsity Blues, and he yes. was a good guy in that. And, and now he, uh, now he's a jerk. He's, he's trying terrible. to get in Lainey's pants and throws his friend under the bus and ultimately gets deafened in one ear. <laughs> Which is funny at the graduation. Yeah, ceremony. and they're calling his name, and he can't hear it. <laughs> Holding everybody as as if you need to make a graduation ceremony any longer. You yeah, have people who can't up, hear. <laughs> yeah, we want to go. We've but been even sat like, yeah, you. I like that Lainey was smart enough to not fall for his crap and had yeah. little her little horn to defend herself. Well, Lainey's great. I I really enjoyed Lainey throughout this movie. I mean, Anna Paquin is also in this movie. Yes, Oscar winner Anna Paquin. Which is a strange inclusion. I feel like she probably earned more than the rest of them just for showing yeah. up. Which is and you strange. got a mild Kevin Pollock is in this movie. Yes, you get a mild clip of um, Milo Ventimiglia walking oh, by yeah. as, as a JV varsity soccer player. <laughs> and there's one. There is one. Speaking of uh, soccer or football, there is one little scene of football. That's terrible. <laughs> I hate. I hate. I don't. Right. I. I don't know if it's because I know that sport way too well. What's wrong with it? In your but um, when, professional when I, opinion. No, when I see like <laughs> other sports movies that um, you know, are just that are other sports, whether it's you know American football, varsity blues, or or, or baseball, or basketball, or um. Golf or anything or boxing, right? I mm-hmm. believe the actual sport is currently being played, and 
it's all it all seems to be shot all nicely like especially in american football movies the actual game scenes are always really well shot mm, I feel. Yeah. and you feel like they're actually playing for some reason there is so few football soccer movies or e- or even ones that ever include that that actually look like the people are actually playing the game. Well, I think this one was such a short scene that I don't feel like they felt like they needed to really make it super detailed because well, it mean, was just sure. kind of a scene meant to illustrate that like uh, Freddie Prince Jr. is so stressed out about yeah. his situation with Lainey that he's distracted and he lost them the game because he's yes. distracted. And that was the only really point of that scene. And he so, did, he did. Uh, what I know is he focus. did all the hard work. He did all the hard work. He's done all the hard work. He's beaten, he's beaten the man. He's gone around the goalkeeper. And what's he's five yards out for some reason? Well, he hasn't just gone, oh, yes, let's just tap tap that in for some reason he's tried to absolutely thwonk it and it's gone steaming <laughs> he's stressed he's stressed he likes his girl but he's made this bet and he's she's all upset and he doesn't know what to do yes also bolt i just don't like how any football scene just feels so badly filmed oh, like I'm even sorry. in and you know how much I, I I enjoy She's the Man. Yes. Terrible football scenes. Seriously? Terrible. It's the so, worst. So football scenes in movies that start with She's are just not yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Just just the worst. Just the worst. The well, best, you know who uh, else was the worst? What is the, what who else was the worst? Hmm. Matthew Lillard's Matthew. Brock Hudson. <laughs> Brock Hudson, as though he can't be anywhere, dear me. <laughs> Who watches himself on episodes of The Real World. Yes, and acts out his dramatic moments. And, yeah. Uh, did you like his little dance scene? I enjoy Matthew Lillard in general. <laughs> um, for some reason, he can play... This really douchey guy. Yeah. Very well. For being such a pleasant man. <laughs> we got a nice little um, Scooby-Doo slash Scream. Oh, oh, yeah. I know what you did last summer. Crossover situation. I mean, three of them. All you were missing was Linda Cardellini. And then you were all... <laughs> all four of them were in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it's weird. Matthew Lillard... But yeah, he, I mean, Brock Hudson, straight away, you, you know, the kind of person we're dealing with here. Um, his dancing was ridiculous. I love the fact that everybody was just looking at him. Looking at him like nobody a, was enjoying this at all. No. Nobody, not one person. He was so, apart from the one person, actually, when Matthew Lillard stands up from doing the worm or whatever he was doing, and starts <laughs> clapping his hands, and then there's just one one person in the background that you just see who, whose hands go up, yeah, and he's yeah. really involved, and no, nobody no. else is just having any of it. Everybody's got stink face on. Essentially, yes. He was very obnoxious. He played that very well. 
He really did. And what did you think of Taylor Vaughn? Uh, I mean, she was typical, popular typical, prom queen like, girl. Oh my I don't gosh. think. Yeah, I don't think there was anything overly special about uh, Taylor Vaughn. She was, she served her purpose in the story and did it well. I don't think she stood out as much as the rest of them, and I don't think That's she it. stood out against mo- against other. Um, you know, other people in that role from other movies. I just think she was good, I would say. Um, just your typical mean girl. Just your typical mean girl. Like, like I said, I think uh, Rachel Lee Cook, who played Lainey, was excellent, really. Yeah. I think she was the best uh, actor or the best performance in the movie. And then, you know, Fre- Freddie does his job. Matthew Lillard does his job really well. And uh, I I do like Kevin Pollock. I think Kevin Pollock plays a really good dad. <laughs> I love that he was kind of really oblivious until he actually needed to like be a, a dad. Funny scene. That <laughs> like was a really just, funny scene. Like the JV team is like cleaning up the house all around him, and he's just playing Jeopardy, like saying the wrong answers, like ridiculous. Yeah, he's terrible at Jeopardy, by the way. <laughs> he's, he's and then all of a sudden one of the JV guys answers a question correctly and that's when he realizes there's actual people in his house and he's like, who are you people? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> like, super oblivious to everything until, like, he sees his daughter kind of needs some advice and he goes and he, like, gives her some nice little moment. So it felt yeah. kind of like a pretty in pink kind of dad-daughter situation there with that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely a little bit. Which you'll um, get to see a nice little spoof of in <laughs> not another team movie. Because her we dad did. in this movie calls her pumpkin nose. <laughs> and in not another <laughs> teen movie, he calls her pumpkin tits. So the dad actually in Not Another Teen Movie is kind of supposed to be a combination of the pretty and pink dad and this dad, I think. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Played by Randy Quaid. (laughs) I mean, it it kind of makes sense that Randy Quaid would call his on-screen daughter such a thing. Um, I'm sorry to offend Randy Quaid there, but... Yeah, you, have, you he's basically have, playing he's basically playing cousin perception. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically playing cousin Eddie, so be which prepared is, for which that. Which is great. That's what Randy Quaid should be doing all the all time. The time. <laughs> so that's perfect. <laughs> um but yeah, we also do have a, a little redo of I Don't Want Your Life. We do. From Varsity His Blues. Dad is like kind of wants him to go to Dartmouth and he kind of takes that as his dad kind of wanting him to live his life and that's kind of why he has such a hard time picking schools because he like doesn't want to disappoint his dad but he doesn't know if he's even allowed to kind of make his own decisions and yeah Yeah. it's very good I don't think it's as a just all around perfect as, no. as James Van Der Beek. No, but um, <laughs> it's it's the same. It's the same kind of thing, and I and I always enjoy that kind of thing because it's a very true to life 
uh, it's it's some of the more true to life stuff that happens in in teen movies. Yeah, is that kind of thing. Uh, and and Lainey being kind of the smart, and Lainey being the kind of smart person she is, she tells him, "Well, you know, you're lucky. You're like most people don't have these opportunities. You're getting accepted by all these great schools, and you're an adult. Like, make your own decisions. Don't." worry about what your father wants or whatever like you're a grown-ass person make your own decisions like know that you're capable of making your own choices so she kind of gives him some really good advice and sets him straight and yeah that's another kind of level of bonding between the two of them where you actually see kind of a friendship forming yeah those two very much are kind of friends before anything else and of course it starts off with a bet yes but they definitely become quick friends but even at the end when they have their big romantic dance and she asks him well what did you lose in the bet and he said my best friend yeah like i really liked that was very sweet (laughs) see i mean yeah i mean tropes like that wouldn't have said you know a trope i just said tropes like that as though that made any sense whatsoever (laughs) usually in that trope it may be that if that question was asked it would be you know the love of my life or something yeah something yeah something like that and which you know plays along with the fact that the whole geek to chic thing is troped as being an ugly to pretty thing um and this movie kind of takes these takes these tropes and not softens them but kind of just makes them feel kind of very sweet and yes. not like just shallow and terrible and superficial which and is superficial. like what i feel like people miss what i feel like people don't pay attention to like i went on and on about in great detail that I feel like they just see the surface level idea of geek to chic and they don't really think about that they try to make some smart choices and not try to make it all about superficial things like there was there's more to certain moments and certain choices and certain feelings and it's not all just like superficial yeah so yeah, people should watch it again and really pay attention to those things and not just see the surface level idea or trope of, you know. Yeah, because I mean, ugly, pretty girl with glasses. Yeah, because I mean, usually I, I would look at this and think that, you know, towards the start of this movie, Freddie Prinze Jr. would be a, you know, a a more typical popular high school person yeah not very smart just a dumb kind of jock yeah that sort of that sort of thing where wanting to hook up with a bunch of girls and all of that exactly where constantly throughout this movie he's shown to be a very very nice person who looks out for people and he is like kind of loved by a lot of people. Like everybody yeah. seems to like like him and be drawn to him. So that's why I feel like when Lainey is chosen, that's another reason why he's so 
kind of like, oh my gosh, no, not her. Because yeah. any other girl that they chose, it would have been easy for him to kind of manipulate them in that way because they would have been like, oh my gosh, Zach's talking to me. Oh my goodness. Like, ooh, he, like it would have been way easier for him to, to kind of manipulate that situation into his favor because every girl like is in love with him. But Lainey is not that type of girl so he knows it would have been harder and just awkward with her because she would not, she would see right through that whole kind of concept. She's not like, oh my God, Zach, like, yeah. uh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, there is kind of, there is those really kind of funny scenes where uh, Zach's, whether it was, whether he was breaking up with Taylor yeah. or kind of just even just walking around literally the the whole world just stops to watch oh yeah no taylor dumps him and like you think it's kind of like a conversation between the two of them and then when she's done breaking up with him and walks away you realize everyone was watching and listening to that whole exchange so yeah they were basically kind of like the leaders of the school that you know yeah everybody wanted to be like yeah but you know like like i said zach is very pleasant person i never understood and this goes for real life as well can you answer this for me why people kind of hate the most popular people in school how does that work how do how do you become popular while being a horrible person who people hate i think it's just jealousy like it is it it comes down to that that what a terrible 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 but most times in these movies they make the popular people like mean and terrible so of course you hate them but then they also kind of want to be them so there's that kind of double emotion of like wanting to be in their shoes so you kind of add to their popularity but then you also kind of don't like them because you can see that they're terrible people and there's that yeah. sense of jealousy. So I think that's where that kind of how you can dislike a popular person because yes, yeah. you, you, you want to be popular. You want to be like them. So there's this kind of awe around them, but then you're also kind of jealous and bitter. And if they're like a terrible asshole, then yeah, <laughs> you're not going to really like them as a person. You just kind of like that it's something you want to, you aspire to be, I guess. But how do people become that, Janine? It doesn't just happen. You don't just wake up one morning and are instantly, oh, this is who I am. Well, I was never the life. popular girl, so I don't well, really know. Well, neither was I. Neither was I. I was Lainey Boggs. <laughs> I could believe that entirely. <laughs> Talking about pollution at the beach. Yeah, essentially. Um, That's me. But I just find it fascinating how so uh, how a person who truly everybody kind of doesn't really like all that much and has never seemed to like happens to be like this sh- hugely popular person. Yeah, that's why I was like kind of considering putting jawbreaker into this teen movie watch because it's that's very much that it's like these group of queen bee girls who are all pretty terrible and they're like the most popular girls girls in school and one of them happens to be actually a very sweet kind person 
but the rest of them are like terrible. <laughs> so how yeah. did they even become popular in the first place? But I think Mean Girls is something is a movie that really kind of illustrates that because yeah, while people kind of like secretly hate them, they also secretly want to be them. And so that's yeah. kind of because of how they look and how they dress and how they carry themselves. That's very impressive to people. I get so, how it I get how it uh how it happens once it has been determined that that is the popular person. I just want to know how it is determined that that is the popular person when that said popular person is a horrible person. I guess it's just maybe how they carry themselves if they're like how yeah. they look and if they're rich and who their daddy is and Yeah. I just <laughs> who think who they it would associate be a lot with it will be a lot better if every po- if every schools in the world popular person was Freddie Prince Jr. in this movie. Yeah, I mean he is kind of not that great. I mean he's like, "Hey, Connie," and then the girl's like, "He said hi to me. That's not even your name." <laughs> and she like doesn't even hey, care. Hey, he so still funny. makes the effort to say hi to people. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um. But yeah, I mean, he also stands up for Lainey's brother with those yeah, terrible people, including oh, the Shermanator. And the, the Pew Pizza. Oh, that was oh. nasty. I mean, the Shermanator has had to do some pretty ridiculous things in his career. He has. Um, that being potentially the worst one. And did you know he was in a movie with James Vanderbeek? He was. He was, and James Vanderbeek was actually playing the popular bully jerk. Oh, no, I don't like that at all. Yeah. James Vanderbeek ain't no bully. Yeah. What is this movie? movie? Angus. Angus. Yes, I believe from 1995, I want to say. Oh, that's Um, early. Yeah, so this was like early James Vanderbeek. Like I think all James Vanderbeek really had done was like an episode of Clarissa explains it all. I don't know and what that is. <laughs> it's a Nickelodeon show. No. Um, I I am familiar with the uh, the the 2000s Nickelodeon show. Shame, shame on you. You're, and you're also the Amanda show starring Amanda Bynes. Yeah, Clarissa was before that. You young child, you. But yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this was early James Vanderbeek, and he was the mean bully, and Angus was like this big fat kid, and the Shermanator was like actually more of like a little kid. Um, oh, no. He's kind of like Angus's dorky little tiny friend. And yeah. Um, Do you know James think- Vanderbeek, no. I think, beat him up, and yeah. I'm going to say. Potentially a, uh, I don't know. I don't know how this will come. Do do we think that the Shermanator is discount Seth Green? No, I would not. I would not. Uh, no. I mean, you saw a movie with him and Seth Green. Would you compare the two? No, I just think it's they can be kind of why because they both have red hair okay no i just think yeah, it can be you're kind just a gingerist you're a ginger racist that's you? not just, possible have every you seen ginger my... per every ginger person is the same person that's wow, not possible <laughs> have you seen my beard you're a gingerist aren't you no that's not possible <laughs> have you seen my beard 
Just because you have a ginger beard. You don't have ginger hair on your head. So you don't count yourself as a ginger. No, that is true. (laughs) Um, No, I just think that they they have the same sort of aura to them. Seth Green obviously is very much the better actor. And has done better things. I wouldn't lump them together, though. That's why I said discount Seth Green. I don't know. Does anybody no. agree with me? You know what I people can s- do? I saw both of them together in Can't Hardly Wait, and well, they so were not comparable. No, not in that movie. I'm just <laughs> saying, generally speaking. Yeah, do no. you think Seth Green could have played the Shermanator in American Pie? I think he could. Okay, maybe. The way he kind of acts in Can't Hardly Wait, I could see him giving that whole monologue. I think he could. I mean, I don't know. But you know what uh, You know what people can do if they disagree or agree with that particular statement, don't you, Janine? Yes, they could leave us a nice little voice message. A voice message. And yeah. why, can they, why can they now leave us voice messages? Because we're on Anchor now. Whee! Yay! Anchor. So you can go on the Anchor app. We have changed hosting... To Anchor, probably nothing has changed for you because we're still available on all your preferred podcast platforms. And, uh, yeah, nothing will have changed. But, yes, we are now on Anchor, anchor anchor.fm, or the Anchor app, where you can leave us voice messages. And there is a link to do that in in the description of each episode on uh, on any on any uh, platform that you're listening to. You can just click on that and go and leave us a voice message. Um, today's question is, is the Shermanator discount Seth Green? <laughs> and what is another question? We're also still taking, um, even though it's a week later, we are still taking birthday messages for Ginny. Thank you. <laughs> what uh what is the question? What is the another question? Do we have another question <laughs> for the voice message people should they so desire to answer it? Did you notice that um, that the uh geek to chic trope was a little more elevated in this film or did you always just take it on surface level as yeah. Oh, he doesn't want to pick her because she's ugly because she just wears glasses. Or did you actually notice that it was more of a personality issue? Yeah. There you go. There you go, guys. Because I feel do. like people don't really notice that. I really think that. People, so people I'd like don't. to see if I was kind of one of the few people who actually kind of saw that off the top. Yeah. People don't. People don't. People don't notice that. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's awful. It's the worst. Watch movies properly, people. Also something people don't notice is I always heard a lot of complaints about, oh, what? So everyone in this school is a professional dancer? Oh, no. yes, go into this because you were talking about this. Yes, please. <laughs> if you listen to Usher, he says that, like, a group of them are actually, like, a school dance troupe. So oh, yes, they by know the way, the Usher dance- is in this movie. Yes, he's like the school DJ guy who like does all the announcements and stuff. 
So yeah, he went the prom when they're doing the whole choreographed dance. It's a dance that was like taught to all the students throughout the school year. So if you see like some of the main characters doing it, they're kind of doing it very simply and easily because they're not dancers. So he says that he's like, this is the dance I taught you. So you kind of get that this was a dance they were taught throughout the whole school year. And then he does mention that there's an actual specific dance troupe who are the school dancers who know the dance very well. So those are the people who are kind of doing it very professionally in the middle of the of the place where the prom is. Yeah. But I just remember when this movie came out, everyone was like talking crap about, oh my gosh, everyone in this school is a professional dancer. That's so stupid. But if you actually listen, that is not the case. <laughs> this is this. Here comes out Janine's just love of this movie. She wants to make sure everybody is fully break aware it down. of exactly I what this goddamn I want you to be aware is. of these things, so maybe you can see it in a different way. Is there anything else that you want to bring up about this movie before we wrap up? Is there any other questions you have to ask me, <laughs> who I hadn't seen this movie about this movie? Was there anything in this movie you didn't like particularly? Is there anything in this movie that I didn't like? Apart from the fact that I had to look at a weirdly huge Paul Walker. <laughs> and the football scene. Didn't Don't like the football. Don't be a sizest, poor Paul. <laughs> didn't like the football <laughs> scene. <laughs> That's it. Um, what else? What am I? No, I I pretty much enjoyed this whole movie. I mean, it was great. <laughs> I really did. It uh, so, it is going firmly on my. Oh, I feel like watching a high school movie. What high school movie should I watch today? This is going on that list, firmly. Yay! So I did say that once we got to this movie, I would yes. reveal a schmodown entrance idea I had a based around this idea. movie. So Please do. I have a little dream that one day the Schmodown will do a romantic comedies exhibition match because that is my genre of choice. That is my expertise, you could say. Mm-hmm. So me and Rachel Silvestrini, a.k.a. Inky, who's also in the Schmodown, we have this dream to team up and go up against Andrew Guy and Josh McCuga, who are also two guys who actually really know quite a bit about romantic comedies. Yes, they do. So I would love to do a team face-off with them in an exhibition match purely about rom-coms. And my entrance idea would be, like, my promo video would be me kind of in the paint-covered overalls and the glasses and just being like, ah. I'm just a girl with paint-covered overalls and glasses waiting for the cutest boy in the showdown to ask me to the prom. <laughs> and then, like, the Kiss Me song plays, and I'm, like, waiting behind the curtain, and Rachel comes out, and... They're trying to get me to come out, and I don't come out. And then Rachel says, 
Janine the Machine, get your cute butt out here. <laughs> and then I come out in my red dress and no more glasses. <laughs> and hey, I mean, Christian knows Freddie Prince Jr. He competed on the showground. So if we do this in plenty of time, maybe they could even get Freddie Prince Jr. to call the match. I mean, how awesome would that be? Showdown I mean, fans, what do you think of that? Exactly. Put that in your put that in your voice message as well. Um, yes. Would you like to see that? Would you like to see an exhibition match where Freddie Prince Jr. is calling the match and I do a she's all that themed entrance? I mean, it would kind of just be perfect, right? Right. I mean, I would suggest that Freddie Prince Jr. actually says the line, but he doesn't say the line. <laughs> say it in the, in the movie. movie. No. He's just standing there, but he would have to stand there. Like in in this sort of make you know in this really uh, gaping awe face yes. that he makes in the movie, um, but then the camera, someone who who maybe may be doing the camera on the Schmodown that particular day, uh, Brandon, if it may be you, I don't know if it's you. Um, just put the camera on Freddie Prinze Jr. so we can have this shot. <laughs> yeah, of him like waiting at that shot. bottom of the stairs type situation. And, and I asked Rachel if she wanted to also come out together in a red dress, and she was like, "No." So she would it's be all on you. She would be she would be his sister who gives me this makeover. I Rachel guess. can be yeah. Rachel can be Anna Paquin. She can Oscar winner Anna Paquin. Yeah, but ultimately, <laughs> you are the star of this entrance, and that's I just that's love such a this good idea. idea. That is so, such a good idea. Make it happen. Make it happen. Janine, are we calling it a day? I think we are. I think that's good. I think I think we're good. I think we've said all we needed to say. I just really like this movie. I'm so happy we ended not on Cruel Intentions. <laughs> um... I feel like me saying that would give off the impression that I didn't like Cruel Intentions, which is not true. I did like Cruel Intentions. It was just it a just, weird movie. <laughs> it wasn't what you would have expected from a teen movie. No. It was a very, very strange well, movie. I'm looking forward for you to see not another teen movie where so this movie where this movie is used as porn. So I Oh <laughs> okay. And let you see how that like directly, <laughs> like directly. Oh, like okay. A, yep, she's all that is used as porn in not I mean, another teen movie. I don't really get that at all. How does that even work? <laughs> You'll have to wait and see. There is quite <laughs> literally zero reason that that would work. You'll have to I mean, wait and see. I guess people are into what they're into, but yes, wouldn't be my choice. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say that. Leave a voicemail. Ask Morgan leave what his choice would be. Don't, don't <laughs> leave a voicemail about that. Don't do that, please. Um, you walked right into that one, buddy. I suppose I did. I apologize to everybody, guys. <laughs> There we go. That has been another episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen. Technically not the end of our teen movies series. No. We do still have the bonus on not another teen movie. 
coming next week, which I think is going to be an absolute blast. And we will announce the next series as well. We will announce the next series. And by the time people are uh, listening to this episode, Ginny, you have just spent your birthday weekend in New York. I will have, and it will have been wonderful, I'm sure. We're not going <laughs> to pretend that it. We're not going to pretend. Yeah, that it's I went to happened. New York, and it was amazing. Thank you, everybody, for giving me the best birthday ever. <laughs> Hopefully, that does happen, so you now don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> no, this is the problem with recording. So, if I get murdered in an alley, no. <laughs> what would we all do? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Leave know. a voice message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else going on, Janine, apart from the uh, New York trip, which technically already happened but hasn't happened yet? Um, well, you'll see me upcoming in the singles and team tournaments on the Schmodown as Janine the Machine. So look out for that. The singles tournament has begun. So, yeah, you'll be seeing me soon. Um, so check it out on the Movie Trivia Schmodown YouTube channel. You can also yeah. uh, find my articles on TriviaSD.com, my Machine Monday articles, where I talk about various uh, Schmodown topics from my point of view. Um, you can also come by my Patreon at JanineLC on Patreon.com and check out my tears and see if you want to be a part of the the community um i never really talk about this but i have a fan page on facebook the factory so come yes. on by and if you're a machiniac come on by and be in the factory and you know and what else you get on the factories you get you get little notifications whenever janine shows up on any episodes on this very podcast feed as exactly. well. Exactly. So you can so find perfect. the show there. Um, and yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Janine Dubby. And let's not forget the Tea Public Shop, G9 yes. Design, where you can find your It's a Wonderful podcast and Morgan hasn't seen T-shirts and potentially even laptop cases. Yes, and I believe they have pins now, too. Oh, there you go. There's yes. all sorts of stuff that T Public does. Stickers. I just and mugs. wish the international shipping wasn't so much money. <laughs> T Public being uh, American and, you know. And I wish American designers crowd. on the platform would actually get a discount. <laughs> There's a lot of problems here. A lot of problems. Guys, you can find me on Twitter at the Purple Dom with a three instead of the E in the because Janine. Three is the magic number. Or on Instagram at just the Purple Dom. Find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. That is the podcast feed you are listening to right now the it's a wonderful podcast feed where you can find this show morgan hasn't seen and the main show it's a wonderful podcast uh, every wednesday and friday now on anchor as well as apple podcast spotify 
Castbox, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, and the rest of them, wherever you may listen to your podcasts. It's a lot of fun. We're moving up with Anchor. Leave those voice messages. We want to get them in. It'll be so much fun. Janine, how much fun will it be to be able to answer people's voice messages? All of the fans. Funs there being plural. Yeah. For some reason. But yes, I don't know. This has been another episode. Multiple fans. Multiple funs. This has been another episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen. We've been talking she's all that which is now going right up there in my favoured high school teen movies. So And you know what, Morgan? Yay, what? You're all that. No, you're all that. <laughs> you have to go back and forth for like several minutes. That's the way that no, works. No, you're all that. No, you're all that. It's ruined now because I had to explain it. God damn. Boo. God damn it all. All Boo. the fans. Leave Terrible. a voicemail if you wanted us to keep going with that. <laughs> Really, really plug in this voice messages situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very excited. All the fans. I love it. So yes, let's go and take off our glasses and instantly become a pretty. I instantly person. become all that. And instantly become all that. Exactly. There you go, Janine. Let's do it until. Not another team movie, or maybe Janine's on It's a Wonderful Podcast. I don't know what the hell's going on, <laughs> but you can be damn sure there'll be episodes of it. Yeah, buddy. Bye. Bye.